in the Nerdy Movie Podcast. It's your host, Tom, again, and I am here once again with Evan. How you doing, man? Hey, Tom. I'm doing good, buddy. We are talking about a bad movie. Boy, are we talking about... Well, uh, well, let me argue that this may not be a bad movie, but this is definitely not a good movie compared to all the other MCU movies. This is the, uh, safe to say, the, the worst or the second worst, depending on your argument, of the MCU movies. This is from 2008, the second MCU movie ever made. That would be The Incredible Hulk from 2008, starring Ed Norton, a.k.a. the Ed Norton Hulk. Uh, yeah, you said it, man. This uh, movie is, um, I think my review, uh, what my original review when I saw this last year for the first time uh, was, what is this ugly, vile piece of garbage? Yeah, that's more than I would say. Uh, last time I, um, I actually saw this in theaters. I saw it about three weeks after I saw Iron Man in theaters. And I got to say, because they came out so close, like I think there was barely a month and a half between the two. And I enjoyed it, but I, I think we all agree it doesn't end clean. It ends really kind of messy. It's like the the last 45 minutes bring it down badly. The first 45, the first really hour I think it's really good. And then we get to pretty much everything after the big fight at the uh, university. Yeah, I um, I, I, I gotta be honest, I, I didn't go through and rewatch on this one. I, I, I had, I'm let me just give you a little background on me and the MCU. I have almost no, I had almost no connection to it for years. I saw Iron Man when it first came out, thought it was pretty good. And then I never really got into it again. And it was like, uh, Oh, now they're trying to do all this universe thing where uh, every, all the movies are going to connect with each other. And then they just kept coming out, kept coming out. I kept skipping them. And then by the time, you know, several years had passed and I hadn't seen any. I just gave up on it because I, I kind of felt lost every time I'd watch a movie. Like, I think randomly I saw Avengers Age of Ultron when it came out. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. What is this? So um, it kind of, the MCU rewards the people who started with it and kept on with it. And the people like me had to catch up. So I never saw anything the only ones i had seen were avengers age of ultron and the original iron man until like last february and i uh i just got them and started watching them um and so i watched everyone all 22 of them or 23 now i think uh within a couple of months so um and and it's easy i'll go ahead and it's easy to say this is easily the worst of all of the 22 if i made a list of all 22 this is right at the bottom See, it's in my bottom five, but like my bottom five also. I usually put Iron Man two at the bottom, just because it's the it's got the biggest clunkiness in it. But this is not, you know, like this is like you know, this is usually like my four or five. So if we're talking about your bottom five, like number the bottom one is Iron Man two, and then we got Thor: The Dark World, this one, Iron Man three, which you know I enjoy it, but it's got its own issues. Yeah, let me pull. I'm going to pull up my ranking actually real quick. Um, but I'll go ahead and say I, I, um, I actually like Iron Man two is pretty low for me. Um, but there's a steep drop off. It's 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 like 
I kind of like Iron Man too, and I kind of like. Oh yeah, I enjoy it. it. The, like I said, same thing. There's a point where it kind of starts to drift off. Like the part up to when when he puts on the suitcase suit, it's awesome. But then we get the last act, and that's this one and that one, and to a lesser extent, uh, Thor and Ark. Well, all the ones that are the lesser, they all have kind of bad final acts versus say the ones that have just great, fantastic, like all the way through. Yeah. When I did the. Uh, uh, Van and I, when we talked about Winter Soldier, we were both like big, like we're big diehard MCU fans. So we all, we both agreed to all the neat things they do about the you know, about Winter Soldier. Yeah, you know, when we get some of these other ones, like Age of Ultron has problems with the way it's in it, there. Age of Ultron's the middle act; that's its problem. Right. So when you get to the movies that have problems, usually there's one section that you kind of feel like they either should have trimmed down or just made a whole nother movie. Right. Well, here, just, you know, kind of to blow your mind a little bit on that, while we're talking about how we rank the whole MCU, I, I, I have Avengers age of Ultron, uh, as my number five. <laughs> I, I really like it. I'm, okay. I think I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm an, I'm an age of Ultron apologist. I yep. really dig James Spader. Uh, oh, he's great. I like, and so, yeah, so like it just it's just a lot of like little things about that movie that I think are just really engaging. But like my bottom five, uh, Thor the Dark, you know, Thor, Thor the Dark Worlds down there. Uh, Doctor Strange, I don't love it's, it's got its moments, but I don't love it. Um, I really don't like the first Captain America, first Avenger. And so it's down in the bottom. Um, and I think that one has more to do, like the ending of that one just doesn't work for me. Like I love all the world war two stuff. And then when it gets to the like actual villain and the fighting at the end, I just disengage completely. And that is definitely, uh, where I am with this movie. Like you said, the end of this, of uh, incredible Hulk is just unwatchable garbage. It's a fight scene that goes on and on and on and on. It's all I remember, and I don't even remember it. Like so, I think the biggest criticism you can give a movie, um, it, a bad movie, is like it, it's, it's a hope movie out of going to Universal. It's one rice that can't get worked out and probably never will. But uh, so this was Universal did this, and uh, it's interesting. You know, the director is Louis Leterre, who had, you know, up to that point, just been doing um, transporter movies. And you know what? The transporter films are fun, which is what I think they're going for. They wanted a fun action film for the Hulk. The Hulk's not serious, complex. Because they tried that with the first time with Ang Lee Hulk. And I know you told me you hadn't seen it. It's, it's, they tried so hard at all these weird psychological stuff that does not work. It just, it fails. It's good for comics, not good for movies. This one, I think they almost got it right because it, you know, I, and I, a lot of people said Ed Norton was the reason, you know, either is the reason to blame it or give it credit because I think the first forty-five minutes, you can tell that's all Ed Norton's writing because he took over the screenplay and fixed it and put all the stuff in Brazil. In right. The, I always like you hear um, the horror stories about Ed, working with Edward Norton, like he's constantly trying to get control of the movie whether he's a producer on it or not he's he's constantly and it seems like that's what he did here was he kind of fiddled around with it removed a lot of stuff that that looking back probably would have been better to have like i, I think he cut a lot of stuff that had to do with shield and all that kind of stuff so like i is what i heard anyway and i just feel There's like still stuff in it but not much right and i feel like <laughs> yeah, my daughter's asking for some help. 
Uh, don't worry, I'll trim that out. You okay, sweetie? All right, but any. Yeah, she had to come with me when I went to go get food. <laughs> You're cool, man. Take your time. Yeah. No. Okay. How old's your daughter? Four. And uh, how many other kids yeah. do you have? I've got two. My son's uh, uh, he'll be seven in July, and she she'll be five in uh, October. So she's at that kind of interesting age where everything's awesome, but uh, she, she's the center of attention. So right on. Yeah, my um, I have a little boy who's almost he's almost two. So uh, uh, you're at that special time too. Yeah, he's a wild man. Real a lot of to- tons of fun that guy. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but yeah, I, what I think is really neat about this film is like it's really three movies because you got this monster film in in another country, which is sort of what, how they they do it. Then you've got this kind of fugitive style movie, and then you got this really cut, cranky monster uh, superhero fight at the end, which I think the problem is it's you can't do three movies in one. Yeah, it feels messy. It feels disjointed is what I remember about it. I just remember spacing out a lot on it. it it's just like it didn't it – did, it grabbed me at the beginning, like you said. The first first act's pretty strong. Norton's good. I mean, he's a great actor. I, I find, you know, most of the time I see him in a movie, he's great. I mean, he's great in uh, – I guess the last really great thing I saw him in was um, the movie he directed, Motherless Brooklyn. Um <laughs> Yeah, I've heard it's really good. It's, I, I haven't seen it yet. It's terrific, man. It's one of those movies that he tried for years to make. He directed it himself, and it's uh, superb. I really, really enjoyed that movie, like more than I would have thought, given <laughs> mixed reviews. But yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, it's it, the thing is, he's got control issues, but you know what? That's not a bad thing if he can make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a case for it. You know, he couldn't change the final act, which was they were going to have you know big special effects. He can't alter that, so. Uh, and, and you know, I think the problem is, is like they were setting up this fight with him and the abomination for a while. And the abomination is a major villain for the Hulk, but that's just it. It's just like the Hulk has villain issues, like, he's got like four or five arch enemies. And depending on how they're written, they're not always good, they're not always they're you know, the leader, which they clue they kind of were trying to set up in the movie. That's his main arch enemy, and you know that was more. Of a, we're going to set him up at the end for the next movie, which never happens. Right. It, it's it's like I said, it's a case where they could have done more and they didn't. Um, I give credit. <laughs> but yeah, I give it credit for how complicated the movie it, it tries to make it, which I don't. I think that's sort of part of the problem. Right. And I just remember, like, how do you feel about the CGI in this movie? I, I just remember, like, things are just kind of, like, like the Hulk animation, like the CGI of the Hulk uh, when he Hulk, you know, when he goes into the Hulk, and the action scenes just seems. I remember, like, just it feeling like very like disconnected. You know, like the, when when Mark Ruffalo took over in the Avengers movies, you see Mark Ruffalo in the Hulk. You know, yeah, and I feel like that this movie missed it. Like you just don't see it. Only, I know we're only talking three years, three and a half years later, and the effects I think got better. But also, I think they didn't. You know, it's a case where also they didn't know how. They still hadn't. They still working to perfect it because they done it before for the Ang Lee movie, which only you know we're talking three years or four years earlier as well. So every couple years they they kind of tweaked it a little bit better. 
But I think also it's just it's how do you write what the Hulk does? They kind of got it, but they kind of didn't get it. Right. And that's sort of the issue. Um, when he's the first sequence, he's it's almost in darkness. You don't see the Hulk as much. It's more, as like I said, it's more of a creepy monster movie. Yeah, they kind of tease I, it out in the beginning. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then the second, now the main, what I call the main fight, which is the one with the military, and that one, they do a pretty good job. They also do a good job that he's, they're attacking him. He's just trying to, he's like, he doesn't want to fight anybody. They're trying to capture, they're attacking him. Right. And the last one where he's fighting the abomination, it's dark again, and the abomination looks kind of ridiculous because they tried to make him more like gnarly now what i, I like is they they tied in a couple things to the, the hulk's origin the bill bixby tv series is almost a direct month they do a nice little careful montage beginning ties into that they also tied in the captain america being that it's a super soldier program that you know so i like those those details those are all really good i think mostly acting is really good in the movie uh Liv tyler you know she's Liv tyler so she does her her she does what's her standard Liv Tyler performance. I think, uh, you know, her and um, Ed Norton have a very good chemistry. And uh, I do, and like I said, everything else is kind of unique. Yeah, that's good. And, and I mean, Tim Roth uh, is putting in a pretty good performance. Who else is in it? Tim Blake Nel- Nelson's in it too, right? He's the guy who, who he's the Samuel Stern who, who's, uh, at the end, his head's mutating into what will be the leader, or if we ever see him again, you know, maybe they'll use him for She-Hulk or something like that in the future. The leader is one of his main arch enemy, um, and you know, um, and um, you know, um, you know, General Ross. That's uh, William Hurt. He's you know they brought him back for multiple movies because you know William Hurt's a great actor and he actually nails the part exactly how it should be, which is basically he's a you know, mani- he's not evil. He's just stubborn. He's the most stubborn military guy you could think of. Right. And and it's funny. They're, they're, at the beginning of the movie, he's covered in red and blood, and he later becomes the Red Hulk in the comics. So it's a it's a nice little nod there, which is funny. They hadn't revealed that in the comics at the time they were, they did that. So yeah, and, uh, William Hurt pops back up. What in uh, like in Civil War. Civil War, uh, Age of, I mean, he, Infinity War. He's in Endgame for like everything. So yeah, yeah, he's 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 fantastic. And I, I, I can't really fault the act. Like, there's nothing the act, the the performances in this movie are, are fine. Um, it's like I said, it's just a third act. Line. Yeah, it's just that like, big mess at the end, and it's just ugly and goes on forever and doesn't have. It's just not as fun. You know, as some of the, as a lot of the other action sequences in the MCU movies, so it's just not very solid. Yeah, and like I said, it's their second film. They got real. I mean, they they many agree Iron Man was almost a fluke that it worked so well. So I Incredible Hulk is the like, it's a case where it could have been a lot worse or it could have been a lot better. Like I said, it's not the worst film. I still think Iron Man Two is because it's the same case where. They had structural problems when it came to how do you do it or what they were going for. Because like Iron Man two, are they trying to say Tony's alcoholic or he's dying? Thank you, <laughs> my my, da- my daughter's clearly on the Iron Man two is not a bad movie. She, she dis she disagrees. Yeah, but um, you know Iron Man two has some moments. Iron Man just to me the those all three of those movies work better than this one because. <laughs> Tony Stark, like Robert Downey Jr.'s version of Tony Stark, is so strong, 
and exactly, and he and he's so charismatic. That and Ruffalo figured out how to do Bruce Banner when he got when he got the part. Ex- so exactly, it's kind of a case. It, it's it's one of those cases where it just depends on who the actor is and who the writer and the director is. Uh, Louis Leterre is not a good acting director. All of his movies have been more about crazy action and kind of stone face heroes. Uh, that doesn't work. In now, I think if this had been a hit, may or this has been a bigger hit and had a, a better reception overall. I think they might have tried to really bring Norton back. Norton said he's been happy about not he you know, he was happy to pass it on because it allowed him to do a lot of his own stuff. Just as they said, it was great for Mark Ruffalo to get big paychecks. Right, right. So, you know, that's the nature of this whole thing. It's like it, it's a kind of case where a one-off movie was perfect for Norton, and Marvel got to kind of dip their try it out and see what happened. At the same time, Disney doesn't want to share this movie with Universal. So this is kind of a – it's not a lost film. It's just that's how it turned out. Yeah, and it seems like uh, kind of those – the Spider-Man movies are kind of like that too, right? Because Sony owns 